Hey, welcome back to the Career Advice Channel podcast. This podcast was inspired by the Career Advice Channel in the Hate Beast Discord and is intended to supplement the content found in that channel. This podcast series will focus on discussions around careers with a focus on business and marketing topics, but also leaving the conversation open to more general knowledge as well. Professionals from all walks of life, entrepreneurs and everyone in between. This is an unofficial project and does not reflect the views of the Hate Beast team. On this episode, we are talking to Boyan. Boyan has started a streetwear company and has a lot of advice and helpful information that is useful for starting projects like that, but is also highly relevant to any small business venture that you are starting. Please check out the links to his projects below, as well as the link to notes on a presentation that he gave about starting a creative business that was hosted in the Hate Beast Discord. If you found this podcast and don't know what Hate Beast is, it's an NFT project with an incredible community full of big, big brains, and we hope to amplify those voices here and create content that can increase knowledge and opportunities for everyone. Let's listen. Um, everybody, everybody, welcome in. This is the second interview that we've had for the uh unofficial podcast that we've started that's supposed to supplement the career advice channel so make sure you guys hang out there uh we're going to be doing lots more of these uh boyan am i saying am i pronouncing it right boyan yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, exactly yeah right on yeah boyan yeah. has started a streetwear uh streetwear business um and we're going to be talking to him a little bit about what that process has been like um but to kick it off how about just a quick uh brief history uh, give us a, yep. uh, yeah, give us a little bit of uh, what events kind of brought you up to where you are now. So I was I was uh, always into design and fashion, I guess. And at first, you know, I started like exploring with uh, looking at, at different styles, I guess. And um, uh, yeah, I always had this idea that, that I that I wanted to start a streetwear brand. Although at first, you know, I was too young and didn't know how it would happen. And I've always been in also uh, a nerd, I would say. And I, I've always, <laughs> like, studied and stuff. So naturally, I I went into, into dentistry because my father is a dentist. So basically, I've been, like, juggling the bo bo both uh, studying dentistry and, like, business as a side hustle. So... Um, yeah, I, I started my, my studies and then, uh, gradually started like planning and exploring how to, how to start my, my brand. And, um, I, I actually met my, my co-founder in, in dentistry as well. He's, yeah, he, he, he's a DJ and he's uh, also, a uh, uh, how do you say? It? He's also into graphic design and stuff. So, yeah. Although dentistry may seem like a boring profession, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of interesting people to meet. So, we, yeah, we we started like in in 2018, like planning in in 2018, 18. So, uh, we planned for I would say like a few months, uh, maybe a year, and yeah, in 2019 we were ready to 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 start the the brand locally and yeah we we've been doing it as, as kind of a side hustle i guess 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that that's about it for for the introduction, I would say. Yeah, no worries. Do you think that it would ever become big enough to like replace dentistry or do you think that being a dentist is going to be the thing that you will eventually move forward <laughs> with full time or are you kind of like in between yeah. don't, don't know which way you're going to go? Yeah, the million dollar question, right? Uh, so yes. yeah, I mean, I I wanted to be uh, at some point like I, I wanted to be my my main hustle but uh yeah dentistry i would say it's it's a good option to have i mean i like dentistry but still i'm more into into design into into fashion and i find it like of course more enjoyable and 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 interesting and yeah i i am planning to expand after after i finish my my studies and uh, yeah basically like maybe go full in at at some point all in but yeah i mean it we i i go with the mindset you know you have always to explore different options and to have more options so at the end you don't know what will work what won't work mm-hmm. and yeah yeah that that that's basically how how i i see it and how i think about it yeah and yeah that, that that that's about it but yeah we'll we'll see i guess we'll see also i forgot to mention that um we also have a, a small business of reselling vintage clothing so oh, okay. um yeah we 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 uh find basically uh some maybe re- more rare pieces or pieces that we think would sell and yeah we 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 resell them as well so yeah that that's one other other side hustle i i uh have as well yeah so i i love this and i i think that i want to kind of uh underscore a couple of things that you, you just said cuz it's a question that comes up a lot in the career advice channel um this idea of when it's safe to go all in on your main hustle, you know, or your main project or whatever. Um, and, and should you have a safety net or, or what kind of safety net should you have? And I think what you're saying is interesting from the standpoint of a safety net and maybe rather than instead, instead of thinking of it as a safety net or a fallback, that's just another hustle that you have going on. That's just like another avenue that you have available to you. Like I've, I've been a, um, professional artist for many years mm-hmm. and one of the things that you have to learn pretty early on if you want to be a, a self-employed artist is that y- you have to have multiple revenue streams you have to have multiple yeah. options so it's not like I any agree. one of those is like the safety net you know like there's the main yeah. thing and then like there's the safety net it's just that all yeah. of these are kind of working together so that if any one slows down then i can tap into the other one a little bit harder and kind of you know be able to integrate them in different ways depending on you know what the markets are doing and stuff so i think that's a really interesting way to think about safety nets so it's like you don't have to think like oh well if i don't make it you know kind of get that thinking out of your mind as far as like not making it or failure or something like that it's just it's more like a variety of options and all of them together make yeah the hustle Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I I agree. You you always have to 
Uh, I mean, if if you're planning to basically like go all in 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 your side hustle and make it like a a more serious business, I think you always have to have something on the side as well that 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 will bring that that safety and and capital because you can't like rely on on uh, only on on your side hustle and yeah just to go i mean without any anything else uh besides that so yeah i i think uh you you gotta you gotta think about that as well you, you, not to go like straight in with with with, with your with your head, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also, I think um, sometimes, for example, for me, um, it's good like to to start it as a side hustle, see how it goes, and that that's why basically that's why I started it so early and so young, just to get that knowledge, that experience, um, because eventually, if I wanna go. Um, as and make it like a big business i i still would have uh had that uh starting starting experience mm -hmm. where which would um help me um in 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 the future as well uh, for example i would have known how to handle uh business with suppliers uh, i know what to to look for i know how to deliver the quality because you know uh, i've made all all these these mistakes so early and i i know um not to make them in the future when when i when i make it a more uh i would say um my main thing so mm -hmm. yeah that, that that's that's how i see it at least yeah one thing in there that that you're saying that i think is another key uh mode of thinking I think is really important is uh, the fact that there's no overnight success like that that I don't even yeah. think that that exists there there's lots of things that might happen that you might see in popular culture or whatever where oh just something like comes out of nowhere and suddenly it just fucking takes over everything like you know supreme was kind of like that and but what you don't see is the years and years of hustle that went into building that went into yeah. you know learning the trade uh making all of the mistakes and underneath every like overnight sensation or big blow up there's inevitably going to be many levels and layers of lead up to that point and yeah. i just i think that's important uh, to mention because people get sort of into this mindset of like it's got to happen tomorrow it's got to happen quickly and it's kind of like well just slow down you know like yeah. really pace yourself really take your time because that really just that doesn't ever happen yeah 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 i agree i agree because uh, if you if you rush i mean yeah it it, it will fail trust me it, it will fail if you, if you want to do it overnight it will fail because you gotta be prepared to to spend your time to to dedicate time and uh to be consistent as well because a lot of people yeah as you said go uh with that mindset of of becoming like an overnight success and it never happens i mean it may happen uh, but it's one in a million chance that that it will so um yeah you you gotta be i would say 
disciplined and, and consistent and also be prepared to make mistakes because uh, trust me you you will make those mistakes and just just be prepared to to learn and that's why that's why i'm suggesting to to everyone that that for example that asked me for a, for a starting a, a clothing brand and i i always tell them don't go too big i mean uh, see explore the 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 market explore your style um learn what goes into it like exactly pace yourself don't don't um don't rush rush into stuff i mean go go step by step i i, I did a, a presentation and i i summarized it actually in the the career advice uh channel i i I put it like in, in three parts. It's it's in pinned messages. So mm -hmm. yeah, if if anyone is interested in that, you can basically see step by step what it takes to to start a, a, the brand and build from there. And also, I would say those those steps you need to dive deep uh, into them because they're only like the starting points and, and briefly briefly explained explained because you can really dive deep into into all of them and really think think hard and long for for all of them before mm -hmm. before you start yeah i'll include a link to that in uh in the show notes so when it's posted on spotify and stuff that'll all be included in in links yeah. and stuff directly to that uh going back to your uh specific business um or the business of streetwear um i just as an outsider that world seems like it would be hard to break into because there's so much of it. You know, there's like, it yeah. seems like there's a lot of competition and there's things coming out all the time and you have like really big names that are kind of dominating the scene. How do you stand out? Like, how do you kind of get your foot in the door and, and get a good hold in there? Yeah. 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 A another million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, as I said, if you follow the uh, all of the all of the right steps, I would say, for example, if you really think about your your brand identity, your brand idea, and give like give yourself like a clear path and um, really explore everything, then I think you will find something that that will differ differentiate uh, you from others. For example. In in my case, it's obviously the the visuals, but in in other cases, it it may be like uh, different stuff. For example, I mean, we're we're obviously in the NFT space, so if I would start now, I would definitely look into into NFTs and maybe not over invest in in I don't know in creating some some NFTs, but definitely I would look into it. For example, in in my country, by the way. I'm I'm from Macedonia. It's a small country in Europe. So in my country, there are popping like we we see we see a lot of brands popping out from from nowhere. And uh, if I was one of those brands, and and I, uh, I I would definitely look look into NFTs, for example, to stand out because I haven't seen a brand do that actually here. For example, I'm I'm sure in the USA. There are many brands that that look into that, but here, for example, that's that's one way to stand out. We we uh, stood out with our visuals, I would say. Um, they're very different to to anything that that people uh, saw uh, before here. 
and um yeah so you, you uh there there are there isn't like a thing that i can say yeah that that will will do it for you because you obviously gotta explore and gotta find that that something uh, maybe it will be like a different i don't know quality material or or um some uh, interesting fit or yeah of course a d interesting design or interesting overall visuals and um yeah you just you just gotta uh, dive deep into your brand idea and uh, yeah see see what what works for you how, how do you envision your brand and um also you you gotta keep developing and trying things out because um for example when when we started it's um, the style we we really developed it and it's really different to uh, now to what it was when when we started but um yeah you you gotta de uh, develop it and, and you you can't just be be stuck on on one thing because um yeah pe people want to see new things they, of course there they will there will be early supporters and some of them like won't like the the new style that you're developing but i think um it's it's really necessary for a brand to to uh, develop and yeah basically like um explore explore new stuff till till you're settled at so basically we're i i can say like after two and a half years uh, now i can say that that we're settled on set on a on a specific style like we we had some we have some fundamentals that that we're sticking to of course in the future we're we can change and probably we will change but still we we figured out what we want and what are our fundamentals and of course what which uh, people are, are our customers who do we target and yeah basically that that's it you uh, mention this idea of, of brand and kind of identifying mm -hmm. what your brand is or, or being able to define what your your brand is but this word brand is kind of misunderstood in itself um, I've seen people having a hard time kind of even like grasping what that means do you have some things to help people kind of understand that better as far as you know like what exactly is a brand and and yeah. also maybe even like what isn't a brand like maybe people have a misunderstanding of like oh this is my brand and maybe they're like on the wrong track you know like talk yeah, about that yeah 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 I, um so i mean a lot of people think of their brand like starting a brand they would just yeah make the logo slap it on a t-shirt and yeah basically i have a brand but that that's not not the case unfortunately it's it's not that easy mm -hmm. so uh yeah for the uh you, you first of all i mean obviously you gotta know your style of course what what do you plan to do what do you want to do but um you gotta think of of like a broader picture like think of a story think think of your brand like like a story uh, what story would attract your your target group? For example, I don't know. Is it some funny stories and some maybe I don't know some 
mysterious stories some yeah you you can no but there there are different types of course but think of it as a story and that story you, you think of it as a, i would say as chapters to that story for example when you start you have one chapter and it's basically your fundamentals and after that you can build on that chapter so basically also build build your audience and and uh going into more specifics probably so don't think of it as as a as only a, a picture of course there will be like a, a main picture of your brand but think of it more what's what inside of the picture like what what's the story behind it so um that that's one way one way i can describe it maybe um the best so uh also of course the the, the the brand identity the visuals of course you will have that you you will have the logos you'll have the the colors the the mood board and the and the design but uh that that's only the surface basically it's it's what's the story story behind behind mm-hmm. your brand yeah this, this idea of a mood board is really cool um mm-hmm. mood boards have such a wide range of application um and they can but they they can also be a little bit deceptive um and um i don't know i'll i'll offer an idea and then i'd like to hear your thoughts on it um yeah so in in making a, a mood board you know it's kind of like gathering together imagery and aesthetics colors um all types of different visual uh elements that start to kind of build a picture of what your vision is what your you know the the feelings the emotions as well as the actual like you know visual descriptions um one thing that i i think people get caught up in though is uh losing sight of or or not being able to distinguish between the things that they really love like the things that like really set their imagination and their heart on fire and things that they just really like yeah. And and I think that you tell me what you think. I, I have found in the past that you can get sidetracked where you kind of want to do it all because there's this yeah. thing and this thing and, the, and all of these things really inspire me. But you have to start really narrowing it down and being super selective about like if you what are the things that you couldn't live without? What do you think? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, I agree because a lot of people like make this huge mood board and, and it doesn't have to be like huge you don't have to put like everything in it i mean for example i am a designer so i guess it it was kind of easier for me because i knew what i wanted to to make but um a lot of people want to start a street be- streetwear brand and they're not the designers themselves so if for example if if you make a mood board if you if you are searching for a designer don't um over complicate it i would say yeah as you said put choose i i don't know five ten things however they, much they, they they will be like um and and put in as you said the the ones that that you that you love the most for example that that you would uh, see um yourself wearing and of course your your target audience but i think most of us of course for at first we do it for for ourselves i guess something that that we want to wear 
So um, yeah, I would say not to um, overcomplicate it, overexpand it, and um, just uh, keep it more, as you said, you, you, you describe it very good, actually. Yeah, just put in the things that, that you love and not just like, and uh, don't overcomplicate it and overexpand it, I would say, with that 100 images, because the the designer trust me he he won't have, or he he or she they won't have any idea what to make so at the end it will just slow up slow up the 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 process because you'll have to go through reviews obviously and yeah um that that's that's basically it, what i would say about about making making mood boards mm -hmm. yeah yeah i like what you just said that it will slow up the process like this is yeah you know that it's not just for fun and games and like you know being you know the creativity is definitely a part of it you know but it's as much to be able to start communicating your idea which is a very fundamental part of of that business and um w one thing that you know i hear a lot of too you know when people are starting a business or uh, starting a brand is um, analyzing the the markets, analyzing um, the is where this brand will be presented or where it should be presented. But I'm interested to know, like, kind of which comes first. Is there seems like there's kind of a chicken and egg kind of thing as far as like being able to identify who the people are you want to sell to, and also creating the imagery and the aesthetics of what you want to sell. Do those two mm -hmm. things work together or, or do you have one determined before you have the other? And if so, like which yeah. one? Yeah. So for me, I mean, I wouldn't start like worrying um, for, to make peop other people like, like happy or to make other people like my brand. First, you you gotta satisfy yourself. So I would say, um, go with something that you like. And obviously, there are like-minded people that that will also um, like uh, th those stuff. So uh, I would I wouldn't. Uh, that that's why in the basically in the in my post I said, uh, explore and find and find your style, and then. Um, think about about the the targeted audience. So um, yeah, w when you put out a product, you you won't really be be sure if if that targeted audience will buy it or maybe someone else will will call on to it. So um, yeah, that's I think first you you gotta you gotta think about your style and what you wanna make and what will satisfy you and also motivate you to to um to uh, expand your style and to explore and um after that you need to think about your your targeted audience and yeah you i mentioned in my presentation um so basically you you need to think you need to really dive deep into it i mean when when we make a, a collection we uh, e either for a streetwear brand or for any brand or for um, high fashion, let's say you make a dress or uh, yeah, any any uh, piece, for example, you make one of one pieces. 
really need to think about who's your targeted audience and um yeah that i would say like dive into the deepest details for example i don't know of course how do they look how, what do they wear was there what what are the, their spending habits um well are they, for example are they students are they i don't know wealthy businessmen for example if you sell to students there are going to be much more students if you sell to um if you sell to wealthy businessmen it will be much more to much harder to to target them because obviously they 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 will but if you successfully for example if you successfully target the the wealthy uh, businessmen this is only an example by the way then of course you can set your your price higher and get higher profits so um also you can get into the 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 style of, of the the lifestyle overall into uh for for your audience and uh, everything around the the lifestyle i would say yeah what what brands do they like what do they like tattoos do they like piercings or or something else do they like food <laughs> mm-hmm. what do they eat yeah basically it's even though some some of this stuff may seem like they're not important uh they they can be useful plus you will be training yourself for for the the future as well yeah so basically when, when we when we make a collection really we really like um dive deep into into all of the the characteristics that that our uh ideal customer may have for example do they own dogs what kind of dogs do they own? do they take them for a walk and stuff like that because you're training yourself at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah when there's a creative project that's getting started um there's a few elements that get kind of mixed in together to create the recipe uh i i looked over your your presentation notes and you you addressed this uh in terms of a breakdown between three things uh status aesthetics and emotion when yeah. you're developing your product when you're developing your vision of your product like do you have advice for what ratios of those things should be put together like does a brand yeah. need to include elements of all of those things or would they be better suited to kind of identify what the one thing is that should be pushed the most yeah i think i think that they uh plain and simple i think they need to um establish what what's their yeah the thing that they would would push the most i mean of course you can there can be if you choose let's say you choose the the overall aesthetics and visuals and of course those can can uh uh those can trigger emotions i would say but it's not like you put uh um a quote like something funny because that's that's emotion, I would say, or something uh, motivational. Let's say that that's also emotion. And as for status, I mean, for um, for you to go with with status, you would you would either need to have like um, a very big budget, with I th- which I think most of us don't, or a very popular influencer as as your friend who who basically as in the as I learned in the NFT space, we say it's shill it for four <laughs> <Right>. years. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, 
for example, our brand go, goes with the overall the overall visuals and differentiates from others with the overall visuals. And I've seen other successful brands go with emotion, for example. And eventually, of course, you may get to that status where people would want to buy it just to, uh, as we say, flex and yeah, and show status, for example, like Supreme or Gucci. Or, yeah, we, we all know the, who those brands are because mm -hmm. if let's say, let's say, let's say you, you go with a status brand and you, you put a crazy pricing on it and also overspend uh, in, in materials and, and everything else. The thing is, who knows you? Who's going to buy it? Because if you have a $200 t-shirt from, from Supreme and if you, you have a $200 t-shirt from some unknown brand, of course, people with, will tend to buy Supreme because it's, I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest brands in the, in the world. So uh, you can't uh, immediately compete with, with the big guns, I would say. So you, you got to build and one day you may get there. I mean, of course, that, that, that's a possibility, but you still, I, I would say, look at the, the visuals or, or go with, with the, the, the emotion, the emotions part. So yeah, that, that, that's, that's how I think about that. I mean, we, we all may want to make it to the status portion, I would say someday, but mm -hmm. it won't be overnight. Right. Yeah. 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 That does seem like the one that kind of either comes on its own or, you know, it, it is built in afterwards. Like once you have like an established reputation and people recognize you al already. Yeah. It's yeah hard to come blazing out of the gates with that where you end up <laughs> exactly. did you ever did you ever see that documentary about Firefest? no 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 i gotta watch it oh it's wild what, what, dude what, it's, what's it what's, what's just it a, about it's about this dude he um set up this hype for mm -hmm. a festival that he was going to put on in it's like the maybe the Caribbean somewhere. I I don't remember. And he got the dude was like, I don't know. I want to say a marketing genius, or he just had the mm -hmm. ability to just overhype things. And mm -hmm. I mean, he got Ja Rule and like all of these like you know big names on board with it. And for a while, there was a big like Instagram. Uh, uh, trend where it's just like this orange square block that you know all of these like trendsetters and influencers and you know celebrities and stuff they were just posting this orange block and it would just say hashtag firefest and people were going crazy and they were spending like thousands of dollars for tickets and it was a total fucking rug like the dude just <laughs> completely fucked up yeah they were supposed to have like all this like all these yeah, like yeah. sweets for people to stay in when they get there and all this music and just like <laughs> none of it happened. And it's just, it's, I think it's a great example of like how yeah. disastrous things can be. Like when you go like right for the status first, you know, like yeah. right for the highest level that you can achieve first. Yeah. 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 I mean, haven't we seen that with, with, with NFTs as well? I mean, it's, it's for a, sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I gotta watch that movie though. What, what was it called again? Uh, I think it's called Firefest. Firefest. Um, is, is it, is it on Netflix or somewhere? It was. 
I don't, uh, I don't, I'll send you some information about it later yeah. if, I, if I figure it out. Yeah. Or if you just type in uh, Firefest documentary, you can, uh, um, yeah, you yeah, can find it. Sound. And I recommend it yeah. to, I recommend it to everybody as like kind of like mm. a, a, a must watch for anybody that's trying to like get into business or getting into products that could get yeah. overhyped and just like mm. be careful and be aware of like what you get sucked into because that's that's the dark side man it can go it can go really wrong but yeah. um yeah. i want to get back to this idea of um analyzing markets because mm-hmm. um one thing that i think that can happen too is like people that are sort of like new to it you know or just starting to get a feel for things uh sometimes we don't know enough to know what we don't know right and yeah. you, yep. you might even not you might not even know what kind of question asking or who to approach do you have advice excuse me do you have advice on that as far as you know like what kinds of things Uh, should people be thinking about in order to get the the best out of their their research yeah i mean of course you you can find a professional who'll do it that that, that's probably the safest way to do it but uh, from my experience i mean we we (laughs) basically we were all over the place at the start so i i can uh, uh i can say like what i learned so uh yeah we started started out and yeah we did designs of course we we kind of knew who who would buy our t-shirts but not not really so we started out with i would say like 100 t-shirts with with uh at, at that point it was too much i would say so we basically learned our, our target audience by 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 trying, I would say, by exploring. And um, yeah, I, I mean, we did some marketing, some paid marketing, of course. I mean, you know, Instagram ads and I know, Facebook ads. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of how we how we figured who our tar- target audience might be although of course there there are professionals who who can do do this service for you but i mean you can you you still can kind of do it do it yourself i guess i mean you don't need to print out 100 t-shirts that that was the wrong move from us for example <laughs> you can learn from us <laughs> yeah you you basically like need i would say like build the hype i mean uh not overhype it like like in the movie you said just right. <laughs> yeah ju- just to test out the waters i would say uh yeah so you of course the, there are social i mean you can make social media posts with sneak peeks or something interesting about your brands and and see see who, who engages with, with it and yeah uh who who shares it shares it so yeah that that's one way to do it although i mean if you have the budget i would definitely recommend to to find uh, a professional who's in in the in into social media marketing or whatever way you want to market market your products at first so um and yeah uh, i found i mean um this year we gained a lot of traction from tiktok which mm-hmm. it was it was, I mean, it was kind of surprising, I guess, for me. And it was by accident, actually. One, one, one guy, uh, and I learned this through through our vintage clothing 
um, re reselling. So basically, like one guy um, bought uh, a thing from us, and he posted in, on on TikTok, and he 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 wasn't like a like this famous influencer or anything. He he had like normal following, and it suddenly got got really curious and and interested and they they the, the the video went went viral in in our country basically we were getting like messages like like crazy and people were were following like like crazy I and mean, we, we never had like that many followers in in two days or three days uh, so uh we made like i don't know maybe a, a lot of sales maybe i um like yeah. um through tiktok it got viral or what uh or... yeah yeah well um I, I i'm just only explaining about how how tiktok can work for 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 uh marketing and yeah i, I mean in the you may not get viral, but still, it's it's worth trying. So, uh, I think yeah, definitely explore explore TikTok. So, as I was saying, um, yeah, it, the video went viral, and we we gained a lot of traction from it, a lot of new customers, and it's uh, actually customers who stayed and who again, I would say so. Um, yeah, I, I I was I was actually surprised surprised how how big you can get for every, uh, I mean, um, not every video video will will blow up of course, but it takes only one to to gain a lot of a lot of followers and traction. So yeah, that that's one thing at the moment that I that I would look into it. And also of course, um, influencers. I mean, it's. When you think about it, it's it's not super difficult. I mean, you you need to put your stuff on on people that that would actually like wear your stuff and that you want your stuff to be worn on. I would mm -hmm. say. Yeah. So yeah, I influencers and TikTok. That that's that's what we're doing now, basically. Yeah, the TikTok thing is a phenomenon, and the interesting thing about TikTok is is it could happen to anybody at any minute. It's sort of like this weird thing where um, ev anybody could suddenly become viral and the sands are yep. always shifting. Like it kind of seems like there's this constant flux and this constant change as far as like what's going to take off on TikTok and you don't even really know like what that's gonna be. Like as soon as you find one thing that's trending, it changes and yeah. I mean that can be frustrating because it's like, well, fuck, you know, like, yeah. I, how do you how do you uh, keep up? How, but I think that the key is to not try and keep up. Don't try and like second guess it or anticipate like what's going to be big. Just try lots yeah. of different things, and I think that that applies to your marketing scheme in general. You know, because there's yeah. like there's so many places that you can put your energy as far as you know, posting media, sharing content, and it can get exhausting as far as like, oh my God, do yeah. I have to keep up with all of these platforms? Mm. But if you identify the thing that is like working for you at that moment, kind of just like go yeah. in, all in on that until that changes and you sort of keep your feet in 
these other places like a little bit in Twitter, a little bit in Instagram. Fuck, maybe yep. even Facebook. I don't even does Facebook even <laughs> exist anymore, but you know, and yeah. then so you you still have just enough going, a little just enough momentum to catch something else if it if that if that starts, you know, working for you. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I agree with that. And yeah, just I I would recommend like like trying stuff. For example, it, we we figure it out by accident, but definitely if if for example if we, if we would have tried out it earlier it's like i maybe we would gain even more traction and yeah i mean a lot of people are are skeptical about tiktok i guess um maybe like some yeah the the the, the younger generations they i think that they're heavy on tiktok but yeah a lot of people i've seen like skeptical and they don't like for example tiktok but it works. And yeah, some people important. get some people get nervous about the the Chinese spyware that might be yeah. taking over your phone. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. The the Chinese I'm not are sure gonna about that. yeah the Chinese are gonna own everything anyway. So just fucking embrace <laughs> embrace it and try yeah. and you know get something in in return for it. But um, <laughs> this uh, you'd mentioned before um, budgets and you know mm-hmm. kind of like where you're you're allocating money. Mm-hmm. Um, it, when you're when you're determining what your budget is going to look like, um, yeah. how important is advertising and marketing in that? Like, how much of your budget should you plan on, um, you know, being dedicated just for that? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it it really depends. For example, we started with a very low budget. I mean, we are a country that that uh, unfortunately we are i would say like we don't have the the best uh, income here so basically had to save up like uh money for for a long time and we didn't even save up that much so we we started out uh with uh, maybe a hundred dollars on marketing which is um not so much so i guess i mean if i if i had to choose and spend my money somewhere then uh i'm looking at influencers definitely so um yeah uh and like first you gotta start locally that's that's the thing you you um you need need to think about just don't don't go like international and pay some crazy in in, uh, money for for an international like influencer just yeah, start start out locally. Like, don't don't overpay. Uh, in in marketing at the start, I would say. I mean, if you have the budget, of course, then then you can do. But you still need need to. I would say you're still exploring and and yeah. If if I had a, a, for example a hundred dollars to spend, then yeah, I would definitely go with an influencer who also has good good social uh media engagement like Instagram and also who who's on on tiktok as well so mm-hmm. uh yeah that definitely that that's the route I, I would go for now but for in our case it was like uh, yeah maybe some some instagram ads we, we ran some instagram ads and some facebook ads it didn't necessarily like work super well but still that tiktok wasn't a thing then 
so I guess we we made the most out of it uh, at the start, and yeah, build on build on from there. Right on, right on. Well, we've covered so much just in like forty five minutes. Um, there's going to be a lot to digest here uh, going into uh, wrapping up. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to mention specifically? I I I think about I think we we touched on a lot of things. Although I believe like even if we had like forty five more minutes, oh, sure. we couldn't yeah, cover yeah. everything. Yeah, but yeah, I think that that's that's like some of the basics. I would say that 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 we can cover in in this this amount of time. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I mean, if if there's interest, of course we we can do it again and and speak about either streetwear or vintage clothing reselling or yeah. I think that would be I think that would be cool. Yeah, have another uh have another one of these and talk about some of the other things that you've been working on and expand a little bit more on what we've talked about so far. Um Yeah. What um I well uh, we totally wrap it up. I guess I would like to give anybody the opportunity. I know somebody asked a question before. Um, there's a couple people in here. Is there anybody else that had questions or wanted to ask something for clarification? I, I would just want to ask when can we get our hands to your clothing brands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we, uh, I mean, the clothing brand is called Avangarda. It's really? basically, uh, it's, it's called Avangarda. It's based Avangarda. Yeah. So it's basically, you can find it on Instagram. That is, uh, of, uh, A V A N G A. Wait, 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 let, let <laughs> me track back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's difficult for us foreigners to, to spell. So. Uh, uh, maybe maybe we can we can share a link. I would say that. that would be... Don't don't yeah. post a link. You might get you might get if you post no, a link. No, 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 would... no, not not here, not here. I I'll post a link in yeah. my bio. Yeah, in so, your bio, right on. Yeah, yeah. So so everyone that 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 wants to to see the stuff that we make, you can go to my bio and yeah, you you can you can see our brand. So yeah, that 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 will be the, the easiest way way to to do it. And there will also like so for anybody that listens to this after the fact, there will also be a link to uh, to that in the show notes. So if you just scroll down mm-hmm. wherever you're listening to this, scroll down, you'll find links um, to all of his stuff that um, that we'll have included afterwards too. Yeah. yeah. Any anybody Sounds else good. got a question? Anything else? Otherwise, we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, you you mentioned that Instagram page. We'll include that. Is there any any other links? Uh, anything else that you want to tell people about as far as to find out more about what you're working on? Uh, well, mo- mostly mostly we do our stuff on Instagram. So I guess they'll they can find everything there. And if if we if we release something else, yeah, that they, they can they they will see it on Instagram definitely. Dope. Right on, man. Hey, boy, and thank you so much for doing this, man. This has been a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, thank, thank you, thank you for 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 the invitation, and I I really enjoyed it as well. And and hope we can make one of this again in, in the future. 